Hello, and welcome back to Of Muggles and Mudblood with me, Tavi Wickman, and Mona Musa. What's up, everyone? This week, we are talking about Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets, Chapter 9, which is, well, one of the first chapters where we have people getting petrified. So mm-hmm. that's not a great look. Um, the chapter name is The Writing on the Wall. The Chamber of Secrets has been opened. E- enemies of the Air Beware. So without further ado, um, Mona, are you ready for the one minute recap? I'll, I'll never be ready because I always mess them up. Either it's too much or too little. But we'll, we'll see. We'll see about this one. Okay. Well, that's fine. Let's have some fun, and when you are ready, three, two, one, go. Okay, so Filch sees Mrs. Norris hanging from the ceiling, going crazy, blaming Harry for killing his cat. Dumbledore explains that the cat isn't dead, while Flinch cries and the cat is rather petrified. Filch is convinced, uh, is unconvinced and explains that Harry knows that he's a squib and therefore attacked his cat. You know, um, and Snape adds in that they were in an odd place that night. Harry explains that they were tired and wanted to go back to bed. Snape doesn't believe them and recommends that Harry should be taken off Quidditch. McGonagall and Dumbledore quickly said that's not necessary. Well, well, in History of Magic class, Professor Bittens, a small, elderly, boring ghost who teaches, explains the history of Chamber of Secrets and Hogwarts, how Hogwarts was created. That night, Harry, Ron, and Hermione speculate whether Malfoy is the heir of Slytherin, and Hermione suggests that they could find out by making a polyjuice potion, thus turning themselves into Slytherins and eavesdropping on Malfoy in their house in the common room. Nice. About 55 seconds. Well done. Oh, that was the first. But also... Breathe, Mona. Breathe. <laughs> that, that's the only way that I can say all of it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like okay. One breath. Okay. Um, so we're gonna get into a few things here. We're gonna talk mm-hmm. a bit about the object permanence of Hogwarts portraits and the logistics behind that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll talk about the Muggle experiences of, of course, enemies of the air. Beware! Holy shit! If you're Muggle-born. <laughs> Uh, we start seeing yeah. Harry being suspected of, you know, being a mass murdering evil um, maniac. Um, and of course, we're going to talk about a few other things that irritate us or we have questions about in the Harry Potter world. So, well, it rather irritates you probably. I'm, uh, I'll, I'll just be like, oh, I didn't even notice about that, or I didn't even yeah. think about that. And, of course, we have um, the first entrance of Moaning Myrtle. Oh, so, I didn't mention that. Oh, my God. How horrible. Shame. Yeah, because they're doing <laughs> it in the... They're not doing it. They're they're meeting in the yeah. the, the bathroom. Also, it would be not, not a good spot for doing it because Moaning Myrtle. Um, oh, yeah. You know, should be watching from yeah. from all the corners. She's a bit of Probably. a... A little bit of a pervert. Um, yeah. You know, poor Cedric. Cedric. Anyway, <laughs> so the first thing we're going to get into is this question about the object permanence of portraits. When they <clears throat> enter Lockhart's office, we see lots and lots of ports of Lockhart, which is par for the course when it's Lockhart. Yeah. The man has an ego. Ugh. But all of these portraits are doing their hair. He's so self-centered. Jesus Christ. I know. It's amazing. Um, <laughs> the man's ego is almost in the part of Donald Trump's. Um, 
I mean, real? you can't. You can't too real. You can't. You can't compare him. No. Hey, they're Doesn't both work. incompetent and raised in positions where they don't deserve to be. But I mean, one of them's fiction. One of them's in real life. I'm not sure if Don Thompson in real life either. So you know. I mean, we, we've seen him on TV and we've seen how horrible his tweets it tweets I've seen Lockhart on TV. I know, but... Oh, okay, anyway. <laughs> 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 let's, let's not get into that. Okay, yeah, that's, that's yeah. fair. That is fair. Um, mm -hmm. Okay, yeah. So the question that occurs for me is, are paintings permanent? Are, do they exist in like avoid where nothing changes in them like why mm. are these portraits doing their hair it, like what if there's like a spell that makes the portraits come to life doing a specific thing and they just do it over and over and over or like they're mimicking the behavior of the person that they're painted of oh that's even worse if they're mimicking the behavior of the person well of course like they do, <laughs> like in the portraits in the headmaster's office you see like these yeah. portraits are taught the mannerisms and experiences of of these of their headmaster, the headmaster that was they are painted mm. of, right? Yeah. So these paint portraits being in Lockhart's office and seeing Lockhart preening over his own appearance all the time mm -hmm. might mean that you know. Oh yeah, possibly they would be just copying him. Jeez. Otherwise, it could be changing their appearance. Maybe portraits can change appearance. That could that's also a possibility. Yeah, because like if if they're if they're like quote unquote alive in, in the in the picture, it's like don't they, do they have their own life? Can they do whatever they want, or they're just like stuck there? Because like remember remember like in I, I don't remember like which book, but I remember when I saw the movie, like all of a sudden the the people in the portraits disappeared. Yeah, they can they can move around within the portraits at Hogwarts. Yeah. So like I'm in the Battle of Hogwarts, you know that you know uh, people in paintings would be uh, because you can be, you can damage the paintings and they can be damaged that way. So yeah. you would you, they would leave the paintings near the fighting and go to paintings in in like unused corridors or classrooms in order to hide. Okay, but how 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 did how would they move? Like I guess it's just like a. Like within Hogwarts, all the portraits flow together into one. There's like, oh. a, like you can move up staircases and that kind of stuff. You can like move along the walls, basically. Oh. Uh, we do know that in Half Blood Prince, uh, chapter 17, mm -hmm. um, so that right after Christmas, um, the fat lady and her friend Violet steal all the wine from <laughs> the. <laughs> <laughs> they steal the wine from the portrait of the 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 drinking monks um, yeah. near the charms corridor um, in, in Hogwarts. So that that is, um, that's pretty fantastic as far as I'm concerned. Uh, the fact that they like, they're stealing the, well, stealing and stealing, you know. Yeah, just also, pour, also borrowing it question. without asking. Yeah. If you're painted drunk, are you always drunk? Huh. That would be fun. Or if, like, if you drink all the wine and the the wine bottles are empty, does mm -hmm. Filch have to come and, like, paint it back in? Oh. No. Wouldn't it just, like, appear 
all magically somehow. Does like does the wine refill or does it like have to be repainted? Okay, but if it has to be repainted, that's a lot more effort. Yeah, but they usually don't drink all the wine in the painting. I know. Uh-huh. I'm guessing it'd be more effective to have a wizard doing this because obviously Filch <laughs> is why would you make a squib do all the work? Okay. And Hogwarts. This, this is this is a dumb question. What is a squib? Squib is somebody born to magical parents that doesn't have magic. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I remember. Yeah. I remember. And that filch is a squib. Squib filch is a squib, yeah. Oh. Yeah. It's a kind ew. of like yeah, it's not nice. Like, you know what? I could do this in a couple seconds, but I'm gonna make a squib mop the floor for an hour. Mm-hmm. Okay, but how 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 is like someone born with non magic powers from wizards? That it's just it's a it's a, the the genes it's you sometimes don't have the gene oh. it's rare but it does happen and that's also how you get how you get muggle-borns because you have you tend to marry these people into muggle families mm. so they don't have a really shitty quality of life mm. and that's how you get muggle-borns um okay that's how the how the logistics to that work which mm. is why you you don't actually steal magic you just re-inherit it the the gene becomes dominant again you might have you know Maybe it's that two families meet that have squi- that have squibs married in, mm. and that means you have enough magic DNA to restart the magical line, and you get magic again. I don't, I yeah. don't know. Like dominant and recessive genes. Yeah, and the magic gene tends to be dominant, but sometimes yeah. it just doesn't appear, and then you end up having a squib, and squib marries into mother uh, family, and then yeah. Um, yeah, that then it comes back after a while, maybe. Yeah, so we have we have that issue, but like. This is a really shitty chapter for our dear Muggleborns. Why? Enemies of the air, beware! Oh yeah, <laughs> I forgot. Holy it. shit, Mona, where are you? <laughs> There's just so much happening in the in the, in the chapters. I just forget. Yeah. So what what do we think about what's what these Muggleborns are experiencing right now? Um, probably they're they're fucking terrified of their life. They don't know what to do. But, you know, Dumbledore's there for the rescue. Yeah. Dumbledore. Dumbledore's there for the rescue. And he he can um, treat people for petrification with the help of Madame Pomfrey. Exactly. Um, so there's that. But, you know, if you... I guess there is, like, panicking. Like, I would be pretty fucking scared if I was there. And I'd be like, I'm sorry. This is not okay. Why are they still there at Hogwarts? Why haven't they gone home? Like, mm-hmm. I'd be like... Peace, I'm out of here. I'm not sticking around for this. Yeah, but like, who who, in, who would in their mind just leave? Because it could be dangerous for them outside. Yeah, but the thing that's killing you is, is here, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah, but no one has been... No one's died yet. Everyone's just been yes. petrified. <laughs> oh, yeah, yet. <laughs> I even said it myself. <laughs> <laughs> it's like... Nobody's died yet. It's, it's everything's fine. Hogwarts is the safest place in the world. Oh yeah, 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 totally. Just not just when Harry Potter is there, it's not. Yeah, things no, are a little different. This is not okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Um, Hogwarts is so safe. So so safe. Hmm. 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 Right. Yeah. Sure. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. We're a little <laughs> bit skeptical about this. Um. Oh, but so they would have a absolutely shitty experience. Um, also yeah. like when we're doing homework, when we're doing assignments, we, we get like a word count 
or we get like a page count, right? Yeah, it's mainly it's mainly word count. Yeah, it's it's usually a word count or character count. Like for us, yeah. In in Hogwarts, they get inches. Okay, but like inches as in like scrolls and like for yeah. how long they keep on writing and writing and writing. Yeah. What the fuck? I know it's it's really inconvenient. That is horrible. I would I would die if I have to do that. And the funny thing Honestly. is, like that, how like it's so clear, like like Hermione's writing really small script, and Ron's like, how big can I make my letters? Just like one one letter, like a line, basically. Yeah, it was like or, printing a poster. This is an announcement. Here, here. It's like yeah, no. Um, <laughs> or or right? just sneak in random words here and oh, there. Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> how how we like some people have I, I've met have like you know when they're did with a new paragraph they just put in like white characters oh my god i've always wanted to do that but i'm terrified yeah i don't want to do that either because like if somebody like just copies paste the text exactly everything will show up and and especially like with my university like the professors like put our papers through turnitin to check for plagiarism every single time for every assignment like hello they're going to see that there's like random words in white just randomly (laughs) they're going to like what the hell I don't know if this cheating idea is very thought through. Um, no. Might want to think those through. Obviously, you can't cheat in the Wizarding World either because you're writing everything with ink. Um, once again, a great reason for Muggleborns to come in with ballpoint pens. Um, mm-hmm. And of course, uh, quick quote quills and self-writing quills are banned in testing at Hogwarts. Oh, so they so can't, can't just use a magic spell. Yeah, you can't use a quill that knows the answers, yeah. Because that would be really convenient, you know, if like, if you like, just have a cool, like, I know all the answers to the biology or herbology exam, right? Yeah. It'd be, it'd be a little bit cheating, but you know, it'd be nice. I mean, it's not cheating if you're not caught. Hey, if your magic is good <laughs> enough to get past McGonagall, maybe you deserve it. I feel like Hermione would be able to. Hermione is obviously able to. She's a genius. Um Mm-hmm. But then, of course, she doesn't need to. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because she, she's a smartass. Exactly. The people that would want to do it aren't good enough to do it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I highly doubt Ron would be able to cheat. He'll just get caught even trying to you cheat. You know who would oh. be able to? Oh. The Weasley twins. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Fred, they don't care Fred about their George. grades. Yeah. They're like, they're really smart. They just don't give a shit. And I feel like they're they're smart enough to be sneaky or like do it without getting caught. Yeah, but also if they had done it, they'd have had more than like two hours or three hours combined. Mm. Like that's true. Yeah, and I guarantee that those th- those owls are in charms. Because <laughs> damn, yeah, they're on on they 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 got it good there. Um, so. When it comes to Weasleys, um, Ron has a bit of an issue. What? <laughs> um, he has a habit, like in this chapter and in other chapters, of like, but you're already dead. How can you swear on your life when you're already dead? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> like, that's, you you can't do that, Ron. You can't, like, you can't go around telling Nearly Headless Snake that he's already dead again I and mean, again and again. Technically, he is dead because he's a ghost, but he's still alive. But he's yeah. dead. 
yeah, exactly. Ron, Ron's not wrong either. <laughs> yeah, you can't say the same thing to like Morning Myrtle. He does this um, in, like in the sixth book, like how like you know Neely has Nick shows up. He's like, you know, you can tell me, uh, Harry, if you're the chosen one. Like I, I swear on my life that I would won't tell the other ghosts. <laughs> and Ron's like, but you're already dead. So he's like, that's yeah. fucking terrible, Ron. But but it also depends on who you say it to. If you say it to Morning Myrtle, then she'll like flip and start literally moaning and and going crazy. But you know, headless headless Nick is headless Nick. Nearly headless Nick. Sorry, nearly headless Nick. <laughs> it's a very important distinction for the headless hunt. Yeah, but there's, I mean, his his head his head's barely there. It's just like exactly. <laughs> but he can't participate in the polo. <laughs> so. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's um, it's it's the whole issue of Ron having the emotional depth of a teaspoon. Yeah, gotta love Ron though. Ron is amazing. He gets Depends. he gets nerfed in the books in the movies though. Mm-hmm. He's exactly. like, let's give all of Ron's good quotes to Harry and Hermione. Yeah. Because fuck you, Ron. But he's so adorable. He's the he's the awkward one. Oh my god, he's amazing. Yeah. But what you gonna do? What you gonna do? Mm-hmm. What you gonna do when Harry and his masses come for you? Um terrible. Um okay, so another another item on the agenda for today yeah. is the whole petrification thing, right? Yeah. And how so Madam Professor Sprout has mm-hmm. Mandrakes, right? They've been they've been dealing with mandrakes in class, right? Yeah. They the cure involves dried mandrake root um, mm-hmm. to treat somebody that's been petrified. Yeah. The issue for me here is that there is an apothecary in Di- in Diagon Alley. There's a what in Diagon Alley? An apothecary. What is that? A pharmacy, a place you can buy oh. medicines <laughs> and. Okay. Things like that, which is where you're buying your fucking shit. So, like, if you want to, like, cure these people, just send an owl to the fucking apothecary and buy some goddamn dried mandrake roots. But isn't it a lot easier just to do it at Hogwarts and go and get it? It takes a couple months. Or you could just buy it. Yeah, actually, why didn't they do that? There is like there is a world outside of Hogwarts where you can like buy shit. Like, but is it is it may, maybe because like they didn't want to make it obvious that something's up, so they wouldn't go and buy it from the pharmacy? Yeah, maybe for like, maybe for Mrs. Norris, but like when when students start getting petrified, yeah, then you might want like then the parents will know when they might want to like, you know what. It's probably time to order some fucking dried mandrake root. Yeah, just you know, have have some in the cupboard just to be safe. Exactly. Just like just have a reserve. Like Snape must have some. Like he has gillyweed and shit. Like also the same thing with, with when it when it comes to making the polyjuice potion. Why can't mm-hmm. Hermione and, and those guys just order some the herbs? From are they, Diagon are, Alley. Are they allowed to though? 
why not? I don't think they're checking the mail. They're not checking the mail. That happens in book five. Okay. Like, if Hermione wants Gillyweed and Boomstang skin, why not? Harry's a fucking millionaire. He can buy it. <laughs> yeah, because I was about to say, wait, like, where would they get the money from? It's like, right, Harry. He's got everything. Like, he'll, we'll take the lot. We'll, like, just buy out the entire apothecary. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The he wouldn't be allowed because store. there's some dangerous stuff in there, but, you know. Mm. That's the thing. Like, they, like, they have the money. Harry's, like, basically a billionaire. Well, he is a billionaire by by any reasonable calculation of the, the wealth that he has. Yeah. And becomes even richer after Sirius dies. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love Sirius. Who doesn't? But, like, so there's, like, the estimate of how much money Sirius has, and it's, like, it's, it's they're, like, a million dollars. It's, like, that's not accurate. Wait, a million's not accurate? God, no. What? You know what to get, like... Okay, remember how we calculated the, the value of a galleon, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Wasn't we, it like... So I actually found the the value of the sterling, the gold sterling, or the sterling noble, whatever it's called. Um, mm-hmm. um, let's see here. It was, I'm going to find the actual name, but it was about seven, um, about seven and a half grams of gold. Yeah. That would be expensive. Um, now here's the st- thing. Um, mm-hmm. Based on that weight in, in gold, yeah. um, and the firebolt costing, I believe it was a thousand galleons. Okay. The value that would be of a firebolt in just in gold, mm-hmm. is in the range of about 460,000 pounds. Oof. So there's no chance in hell Sirius is spending half his fortune mm-hmm. on a broom for a 13-year-old's birthday. Mm-hmm. Like wow. Harry's 13. You're not giving... Yeah. If you, even if you have money, you're not giving a 13-year-old something that's worth $460,000. You need to have money. So then Sirius like has money. Like yeah. spending it all around kind of money. Yeah, yeah. There's there's no way he's worth a million dollars like pounds. Yeah. There's no Probably. way. Um then definitely a lot Especially more. living in a, in a in like a huge townhouse like that in central London. No, not a chance. Mm-hmm. Like those things are really expensive right, right, yeah. right off the bat. Like that's a big place. If you can like fit like 25, 30 people living there comfortably, mm-hmm. having multiple floors and like um, servants' quarters and kitchens and shit, mm-hmm. you know what? You're gonna be in the hundred million, if not billionaire range. And you know, and even still, like, even if Sirius is worth the a hundred million, he's not still spending a percentage of his his net worth, all his money, on exactly. a gift for a thirteen year old. He might he could buy him a Nimbus two thousand, yeah, for half the price. Well, no, like even a tenth of the price, for fuck's sake. But but also like Sirius then has the money, so why not? Exactly. If I had all of that, I would spend spend it on anything and everything that I want. Like who wouldn't? That that's true. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the the firebolt is definitely worth a lot more. Yeah. Yeah. Not for sure. Yeah. Um, 
but of course, you know, Firebolt is also not like a everyday flying around broom. It's it's a racing broom. It's yeah. the equivalent of like a a sports car or a a racing bike or something like that like that, where you're like it's mm. a competitive item. You're, you're you're using it to. No regular wizard is flying a firebolt. If you're flying a firebolt, you are a competitive competitive flyer. Yeah. That's a sports car. That's a Tour de France bike. That's not a I'm biking to work bike. Yeah, like a for a Formula One car. Yeah. Basically, yeah. You're you're looking at a Formula One version of a of a broom or <laughs> something. <laughs> Whatever. Ever thought that you would say a Formula One version of a broom. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Based on the kind of stuff we get into in this in this podcast, I'm not entirely surprised. I mean, we we've discussed a lot worse. We've discussed a lot worse. Okay. And a lot more um, random. Yep. So, <laughs> I think that basically rounds off our 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 episode for today. Before it gets back, any strangers, you know. Before we get any stranger, talk more about. Um, about Sirius Black's wealth. Um, mm-hmm. Next chapter, we're talking about the rogue bludger and all the shit that comes around that. Mm-hmm. And of course, the most enraging quote in Harry Potter history from our professor Lockhart. Mm-hmm. I hear you're a useful player. Come on, oh, Lockhart, fuck off. Just useful. And of course, we're talking about it bit about the teaching and the quidditch match and much much more so do tune in for that and we'll be back again with you in one week 